Kiara had a question. She said, hey Angie, how do we practice setting boundaries? Now this is a fun one. If you ask me, one of the hardest things about going through narcissistic abuse and getting through to the other side is boundaries. Setting boundaries and making them work. See, narcissists usually don't have very good boundaries of their own and they have this way of always stepping over your boundaries and crossing them repeatedly over and over again. That's because they really like to win power and hold on to that power. And they certainly do not like anyone setting boundaries on them. They even think they're above the law in so many cases. They never follow court orders or rarely do they. And as we all know, they find personal boundaries very easy to step over. So that's what we're talking about today at queenbeing.com. How to set boundaries with narcissists and how to set boundaries during and after narcissistic abuse. So let's get started. Closed captioning provided by Athena Moberg and cptsdfoundation.org. My name is Angie Atkinson and on this channel I offer free daily video coaching to help you discover, understand, and overcome narcissistic abuse and toxic relationships. I like to call it toxic relationship rehab. So if that sounds good to you, hit that subscribe button and we'll get going. As empaths and people who may or may not have been codependent at some point in our lives, we'll just leave it at that. I don't want to label anyone a codependent. I don't like that label, but I would say this. First of all, we have to recognize that these things are going to be a little bit uncomfortable. Setting boundaries is going to be uncomfortable for us because we started off not doing that. We, a lot of us have been people pleasers. A lot of us have spent our whole lives feeling like, what if somebody doesn't like the choice I make? And this is where it all, what it all comes down to. I first wrote about this 13 years ago. I wrote a post on my blog back then that was called how to stop caring what other people think without looking like a huge jerk. <laughs> and I think this is what it comes down to. I think when we're setting our boundaries, we have to stop caring what other people think. We don't have to be a huge jerk about it though. What we have to do is we have to decide within ourselves separately and independently of other people. These are the things that I will tolerate and these are the things that I will not tolerate. For example, in a relationship. In my relationship, the deal is you don't hit me or abuse me in any way, mentally, physically, or otherwise. You don't hurt my children in any way and you, you don't cheat on me. Those three things, I walk away, no discussion. You know what you did. Anything else we can talk about and try to get through. I'm not saying that I will tolerate anything else. I'm just saying those three things are definitely deal breakers for me. How did I set those boundaries? I made it very clear to my husband when I first met him many years ago that this is how what the deal was and these were my deal breakers. He also made clear his deal breakers, which conveniently enough were the same as mine. So that worked out really well for both of us. How do you practice setting boundaries? Start small. Start with someone in your life who is maybe a little kinder to you or a stranger. You know what I mean? Start with someone who isn't as important or, or significant to you if necessary. For example, if you're, you have a job and your boss says, hey, can you work on Saturday? But you've already made plans to go out of town on Saturday and your boss knew it. And you can say, well, you know, I'm going out of town tomorrow night, Friday night, whatever, and I won't be back until Monday. So unfortunately, I can't work on Saturday. Or maybe you could say, or I can't work on Saturday in the office, but I can dial in from wherever I'm going to be if necessary. You know what I mean? But set your boundaries, whatever those are, one at a time. And when it comes to relationships, it's about the deal breaker factor. So let me ask you a question. Have you ever thought about the boundaries that you had for yourself and your life before you met the narcissist versus the ones you have right now or that you had during the relationship? Wait a minute. Before you answer that, let me clarify something. I'm not talking about the fun or silly, AMG, I'll never wear bell bottoms kind of boundary. Because let me tell you something. I had that one. I crossed it. Can't wait to do it again, y'all. Love bell bottoms. Anyway, I'm talking about the serious, intrinsic, 
deep down in your gut, gotta stick to it or your tummy's gonna hurt kind of boundaries. So let me ask you, have your personal boundaries, your personal basic standards been changed or altered as a result of a relationship with a toxic narcissist? While we're asking questions, if you're unfortunate enough to have had a narcissistic parental figure in your life, or you've been in a relationship longer than you should, do you really even know what your personal boundaries are or have they been defined for you by someone else? Narcissists have a way of always pushing our boundaries, sometimes even as a way to amuse themselves. Yeah, I'm not kidding and that's not an exaggeration. I've been told by more than one narcissist that they just like to mess with people or that they intentionally start drama just to see what people are going to do about it. They think it's funny, but sometimes their agenda is so much more calculated than just, just to amuse myself. And that's when you have to be especially cautious. That's because when it comes to dealing with a narcissist on the regular, you've got to recognize that a certain amount of conditioning happens to each and every one of us. And even, and maybe especially to those of us who are very intelligent. You might find yourself in a panic if you have to stand up for yourself or say no to someone. And you might even have physical symptoms that include dry mouth, dissociation, you know, where you get kind of confused and foggy. And you might even feel dizzy, nauseous, or just plain old anxious. And of course, this is exactly what the narcissist wants, right? Because it allows the narcissist to remain in control of the situation and ultimately in control of you. The narcissist knows that if they nag you, discredit you, and or the boundary that they're crossing is repeatedly crossed, you will eventually get tired of fighting and you'll just let it go as in accept it or at least not require the narcissist to continue to justify it or discuss it. This allows the cycle, the toxic cycle, to repeat and continue. Now, what does this cycle look like in real life? Let's use this fictitious situation as an example. Let me tell you a story. So we've got a fictitious couple. We're going to call them Ned the narcissist and Emily the empath. Emily is Ned's semi-willing victim. They made a deal at the beginning of their relationship that neither one of them would have friends of the opposite sex, not close friends anyway. This deal was made at the request of Ned. Emily was happy to comply, letting go of several close male friends in order to secure her place in Ned's fickle heart. Years later, when Ned suddenly begins new friendships with ladies at his office, and then within the couple's shared social circles, it certainly didn't sit well with Emily, who has consistently up to this point avoided friendships with the opposite sex since the boundary was set by Ned in the beginning. Obviously, Emily raises concerns and Ned tells her she's being paranoid, she's got nothing to worry about, but that maybe he, Ned, does because clearly Emily doesn't blindly trust him. And you know a narcissist needs his victims or her victims to blindly trust them. If the victim doesn't blindly trust the narcissist, well, the narcissist will do everything they can, everything in their power to break you until you do blindly trust them or at least you pretend to. Instead of attempting to soothe Emily's fears, Ned plays them up. Ned makes Emily feel worthless in this relationship and this continued manipulation and gaslighting makes Emily afraid of asking questions about any of Ned's choices ever because if she does, he might unleash a fury on her that only a narcissist can. Narcissistic injury, narcissistic rage, or both. Let me break this down for you. Ned the narcissist oversteps Emily's boundaries. Emily complains, resists, or refuses. Ned pushes, pleads, prods, discredits, and pressures until Emily says something like, Fine, you can have female friends, but I better never find you hanging out with one alone. So this causes... Emily to redefine her boundary, but hours, weeks, days, whatever, later, when Emily catches Ned hanging out with some other girl, she confronts him again, reminding him of the previously crossed and defined 
and redefine the boundary. And of course, rinse and repeat. The same cycle starts all over again. He's like, why don't you blindly trust me? And she's like, because you said this and now you're doing this. How do you set boundaries with a narcissist? Well, while everyone's a little bit different, there are certain basic boundaries that most everyone could benefit from setting in their lives if they haven't already. When someone oversteps a boundary in an otherwise healthy relationship, whether it's spoken or unspoken, the boundary becomes a serious concern for everyone involved. The person whose boundary has been overstepped is made to feel uncomfortable or worse, and the person who did the stepping probably doesn't feel much better, assuming they're not a narcissist. In most cases, boundaries can be easily defined, and for most people, they can be maintained without a whole lot of effort. But some people, especially those who tend to lean toward people pleasing, like me, tend to have trouble enforcing boundaries with people who fail to recognize them time and again. Enter the narcissist, because you know they love people pleasers and empaths, don't they? Well, they narc love them. <laughs> this, of course, leads to a clouding of our general purpose in life which can lead to depression, anxiety, and a number of other emotionally debilitating concerns, all of which can lead to more serious and potentially more harmful physical issues. So what can you do if you're in a relationship with a boundary-busting narcissist? I suggest you try the Grey Rock Rule, of course, is where you don't give the narcissist any of your energy of the emotional nature. And you have to remember that while many relationships have the capacity to become good for you, relationships with toxic narcissists are usually ill-fated on some level. But the fact is that every relationship needs boundaries if you personally want to stay healthy. So if you want a simple way to define what a, what a healthy boundary looks like, think about it this way. There are certain things you can discuss with your best friend that you'd never discuss with your child or your mom, right? See, boundaries help to determine how much you give and how much you receive from a relationship. If any of your relationships are leaving you feeling irritable and overwhelmed, re-examine your boundaries. That's a good sign that, sign that it's time to redefine them. The boundaries you set in your relationships are a reflection of your ego and your self-esteem. If you have a low sense of self-worth, your boundaries are going to be unhealthy. You're likely going to be too focused on trying to please others in order to receive their love and approval. You're going to be overextending yourself and demanding too little from the narcissist or the other person you're trying to set boundaries with. If your ego is overinflated, your boundaries are going to be aggressively set to maximize your own utility. Your way or the highway. That's the role usually the narcissist plays. So for best results, you're going to want to seek like a middle ground when you're setting your boundaries. So I'm going to share some strategies with you to help you to be more empowered in your boundary setting. Start by deciding what your core values are. What is your comfort level? Are you comfortable discussing your personal finances with other people? Do you enjoy it when your friends and family just show up or does it annoy the crap out of you? You need a little warning. I like a little warning myself. Are you willing to let other people borrow your car? borrow money, borrow a cup of sugar. How much honesty do you want to give and receive in your relationships? These are all questions that you should ask yourself when you're trying to set boundaries. Some of these values are going to vary depending on the other person involved in, in the situation. Like you might let your best friend borrow your car, but no one else, maybe. Certain people might be able to spend time, you know, with you, like spending the night on the couch, while other people can't. You have to determine what you need in each relationship. Communicate your needs to the other person as appropriate in a healthy, non-aggressive way, non-blaming, and it's going to require a certain amount of assertiveness. It's not fair to expect anyone to read your mind and to predict all your wants and your needs and all that, right? The next thing you want to do is determine the, the consequences. How are you going to handle it if someone violates your boundaries? Remind other people of what the boundaries are and then take action. If someone shows up unannounced, for example, don't let them into your home. If they're late, they could go somewhere else. 
you know, if that's a boundary that you want to set. You have to be consistent. It's natural for people to test your boundaries even when they're not narcissists. This is especially true with children and other people in general. It's important that you're consistent, otherwise nobody's going to take you seriously. So follow through and keep your word. One slip into your old patterns and you'll probably have a battle on your hands. You have to be prepared to let go if necessary. So it's likely that some people are going to keep behaving the same way even when you set the boundaries, regardless of your efforts to do so. So if a person is unwilling to accept your boundaries and honor them and respect them, it might be best to re-examine that relationship. Be prepared to let go. So let me ask you a question, my friend. Are your relationship boundaries working for you? Are you very good at setting boundaries? That's the question of the day. The question of the day is, do you struggle to set boundaries? And if you do, what worked for you if you have managed to start doing it? You never know who your comment might help. That's all I've got for you right now. But as always, thank you so much for being a part of my day and a part of my life. And hey, thanks for letting me be a part of yours. It really does mean a lot to me. Now, before I go, make sure to take a look at the videos I'm leaving for you right here and right here. And while you're here, hit that subscribe button right there so we can stay connected and continue on this healing journey together. I'll see you soon.